Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast, Season 2. I'm your forever coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and we are all here weekly to share the ups, downs, and all-arounds of the wild world of parenting. A safe space, a Lego-free space, to vent, to inspire, and well, perhaps this is the only adult conversation you hear all day. What is Adia doing? A, B, C, D. <laughs> is that funny? So each week, I will be joined by a fellow striving, thriving, and surviving busy mumsy. We learn together. We grow together. Hell, we cheers with an adult bevy when necessary. I get it. I am human and failures simply happen. I am not shiny and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am at its best. Even when the dishes aren't done, there's crayon on the wall, and well, my hair hasn't been washed in forever. I am Busy Mumsy. Happy Wednesday, my beautiful Busy Mumsies. Ash here. Ah, Today, we are chatting all things twins. (laughs) Yes, oh yes. Today, I am welcoming Natasha Deanna of social media sensation Twin Delicious. Natasha started her blog in 2012 when her twin daughters were 18 months, which was when her children's book, Any Two Can Be Twin Delicious, received a Mom's Choice Award. Oh my God, that is epic. This led to the build of a community which continues to thrive today. Natasha is a mom of three, and she continues to nourish her audience with tips, tools, and content that serves them best. All right, friends, let's dive into this week's Busy Mumsy Chat. Natasha Deanna, welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast. Hi, Ashley. I'm so excited to be on the Busy Mumsy Podcast. Now, please tell the listeners, I know where you're coming in from, but can you please tell our dear friends where you are streaming in from? So I am streaming in from New York. Have my heart. (laughs) Have my heart. I say this all the time. Every time I have a New Yorker on, I'm like, oh my gosh, but I'm going to be there so soon. Um, Literally, um, when this episode drops, we will be, I I literally will be in countdown mode as we are. My daughter and I are heading to New York City um, at the end of June. Oh, that is exciting. You know, it's just like, stomping grounds. I just want to like, she's three. I I doubt that she'll remember. And I, I will take all the video and all the photos, but I just want to have her experience the Big Apple. Yeah. So we're going to stay right in the middle of it in Times Square. Love that. I love it. She'll remember it. Those little things. You know, you ever have those little things that you remember? You're like, how did I remember that at that age? This something magnificent will happen. She'll remember. (laughs) I I hope so. I mean, for me, like, I actually can only, like, in my brain go back to, like, five, six. I can't quite really wrap my brain around three. But um, I, I do hope that this just it stays embedded in her head because it will be awesome. I have no doubt. And it will be quite the long uh, flight. So yeah. 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 So we shall prevail through that. Well, enough about our trip and more about Natasha. Natasha, <laughs> you have this amazing platform. So I actually came across you on Instagram because I am a notorious Instagram stalker <laughs> and I love to find other striving, thriving, and surviving busy mumsies. And I came across your platform, Twin Delicious, which I just love. 
I love the name Twin Delicious. And let's rewind it back because you have twins and isn't that quite the feat? First time mom, rewind it back because I know the girls are now like 11, 12. Am I right in saying oh, that? Yeah. So let's go back. Let's go back to that memory, that moment when you find out, Natasha, you're having twins. Okay, that moment. So I, first I have to say, Ashley, it's fascinating how like we find each other on InstaWorld, right? Um, and it's usually like a meant to be connection. So thank you, Insta. Thank you, the internet world. It's there yeah, for I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love podcasting, especially because like I'm now in Uganda, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that I would be here, but I'm still able to connect. I'm still able to run business. I'm still able to do me and connect with people globally. So that always high five to the internet gods. Absolutely. So Natasha finds out she is not just expecting, but she's expecting twins. Yeah. So that was um, kind of a shocker. Um, and because it was the first time, I have to say now that I've had the experience twice <laughs> and being pregnant, I feel like my world is coming to an end. So imagine it times two. It's like I'm someone who's hardly ever sick. I never sit down. I never take a break. And I can't keep up. It's like dragging. And, and I'm like, okay, I'm, go I'm getting sick. So let it happen already. Like, when is it happening? And then I realized, no, there's something, there's something wrong. And I go to the doctor and the doctor is, you know, well, you're pregnant. And because your numbers are so high, uh, you probably have multiple. And they don't say, oh, twins, you know, to make you feel normal. They just say probably multiple. <laughs> so. Wait, I can't, I can't even wrap my brain around that. So, so twins run in my family. So I kind of like when I felt pregnant, I was kind of like, oh, there's a possibility. So yeah. like when we did go to the doctors um, for that initial scan, I was like, are you sure there's not more than one in there? Because I, I mean, I've even been told by psychics that I'm <laughs> going to have twins. So can you just like lay it on right now that this is happening? Did you ever think that you would be carrying twins? No, I didn't. And it's funny that you said that about the psychic because I believe in spirits, not, not psychics uh, in general. I, I, I hardly ever, I've never actually sat down with one myself, but I did sneak in while my friend was having her reading and I was told that I would have three children. Had no idea. Like I had a dog at the time. <laughs> so wow. yeah. So your twins may be coming next time. I'm just saying, if a psychic told you that it may I mean, happen. <laughs> you know, I, I, honestly, like I, I, I say, bring it on. I would love to have another child. Um, we sadly miscarried in 2021. So, and right. I thought that was going to be like, yes, I'm going to be pregnant again and sadly miscarried. And I would love to have another child, especially as Addie is three now. And I feel like it's now just flying by, like it is just bananas. Yeah. So your girls are 12. They're 12 years old. And that's They're 12. And then you have a, you have a little boy as well. My son is six. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Go back to twins as you have two of them. First time mom. How were the first, like, I mean, have you completely knocked this out of your memory or are you like, no, I remember this very vividly. The first, you know, coming home with Kit, with, with, with the two little girls and just like the first couple of weeks of figuring out Parentville. 
Okay. Um, so the girls were, I had them December 31st, New Year's Eve girls. Can you imagine? Can't wait until they're celebrating at 21. <laughs> but <laughs> Vegas, here they go. <laughs> exactly. I see it. Just bring me along. I'll be, it'll be fun. <laughs> Can I come too? I would, I would actually would like an invitation. Thank you. So they were, it was like the mid of winter. Well, it was winter snowstorm. It was the year of so many storms. And um, they were born at three, 12, three pounds, 12 ounces and four pounds. So they stayed in the hospital for nine days. Um, one stayed for nine days. The other one stayed for 10 days. And by the, the ninth day, I went into the hospital, complete surprise, and the NICU nurse, she tells me, um, I think you're ready to take them home. And you know when you give birth, when you take them home the first two or three, you know, by the second or third day, they drop in weight. So they had dropped down to their birth weight. So I was taking home two bundles at 712. And yeah, they let me take these babies home at that weight. But um, Victoria came home first, and she was four pounds. And I remember the NICU nurses praised them. They were so good. And they sat down with me, and they said, you know, you've been coming in every single day on these hours because we I was nursing. And they said, I want you to do yourself a favor and keep that schedule. So three, six, every three hours, do something. I followed it. Also, because it was the dead of winter, and there were so many storms, they said, do not let anyone in your home because their lungs are still developing and any little thing like family loves, you know, they want to love on them, but do the best thing for your children. And that's what I did. It, not, you know, people were unhappy, but I had to do what I had to do. And um, as much as, you know, we all say get help and, and help is great. It is to some degree, if you are, if you feel that you need it, it's all based on what you're comfortable with. And I took the professional's advice and I took the strength of I, what I thought I had, which thank God I did, and I made it work. And we made it through. My husband did, what did he do? He did the breakfast. Like he made sure I, I was hearty <laughs> because I was nursing and I was doing everything and he didn't know what to do he tried to help if I gave him you know direction but I was well nourished and we made it through and before you knew it it was spring and then you know we can just thrive and keep going but it was great it was oh I know I love that now is this when you decided that you were going to write a book so funny enough Ashley I was on bed rest from eight weeks to 33 weeks and six days. You had a lot of time to write. Oh my, yeah. And the crazy thing is I didn't do much like physical writing. Like I learned how to knit a little bit. I had like ideas. Um, I was very into like spiritual, like things were coming to me. Um, Gabby Bernstein was always in my head. I had no idea who she was, but discovered her. Um, Every night at 11, 11, the cable box, because I stayed on the first floor, the bathroom was there. I, that's where I didn't go up and down the steps. This was my life. The one floor, kitchen, couch, bathroom. And you were 11, like in lockdown COVID before lockdown COVID yeah, even happened. 
I was great during COVID because I mean, my visitors knew where I was. My neighbor, oh my goodness, Ashley, can I tell you this? She was 86 years old and she would come in every single day. And every now and then she would sneak me out to get pancakes and I'd drive with her like she drove. And I put my seatbelt on and just covered my eyes because, <laughs> can you imagine? Oh my gosh, I love that. My goodness. I love that. It was it was a bliss. But that eleven eleven happens every day. I don't know if you believe, but the angel spirits and and every night it was on the cable box, eleven eleven. And the girls were born twelve thirty one. And I remember one one eleven, New Year's Day, saying, Holy cow, look at that. And they were what, hours old. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just there before your eyes. And then before you know it, they're like preteens. Yeah, they're 12. And they're like, yeah, okay, mom. <laughs> so especially for that, you know, expecting busy mumsy who perhaps is maybe having twins now and already has one. What was it like to integrate baby three with twins like that, the dynamic, there, there had to be something with that dynamic or was it just all rainbows and butterflies and easy breezy? So funny enough, um, they were excited. They knew that they were getting a sibling. Um, I included them in everything. They knew that they were going to have a little brother. They were super excited when he arrived. Um, I did see a little regression in one, but today, and it just naturally happened, he calls one of his sisters his best friend, and the other one he calls her sissy. So he calls his best friend, which is Kennedy. He calls her by her name. He has, I don't know, he cuts her name short. Like he calls Kenny sometimes. He calls her, like they have this cute little thing, but they are inseparable. Like literally, that's his second mom. And Victoria is like, I guess, the authority figure, and that's his sister. <laughs> But she was the one who like regressed a little bit when he was born and they just needed to feel each other out and it happened naturally, I guess. Did you always envision yourself as being a mom? Because it's, it always comes up in a lot of discussions I have and then also just interactions that I have through other moms on Instagram where they will go, I don't have that feeling yet. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm six months pregnant and I'm just like, I... I never envisioned this. Was this something for you that you felt deep down or was it like, oh, wow, I'm expecting now here we go? Yeah. So for me, I have always had that nurturing ability or like gift. My background is in applied behavioral therapy. So worked with babies forever. I was always the babysitter. I was the girl with tons of boys and cousins. So I was given that responsibility. Um, but my mom would say, I don't think she's ever going to have children. Like she didn't see it for me because I was also a workaholic. So when would I find time to have children? But I think naturally when it was time, it happened and I embraced it because I knew that it was, what do they say? It's a job, but it's the job from your heart. And I take it very seriously. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I never knew that I could. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love my husband, but like, I love this oh. child. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, and I, I love my dog, but I love this child. This child is like, I, I mean, I, I, I could just sit and watch her sleep at night. Like I yeah. just, 
it's yeah. my everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and speaking of, she actually did just get home from a date. So if she does rock on in here and grab the microphone, A, don't be shocked. And okay. B, get ready because she will probably start singing. I love it. Oh, my girlfriend. She's going to sing? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's the ABCs. It's her favorite thing. I love it. I love it. I love that age, too. She's three, right? Mm, yeah, she is. And it's, we're learning so much about each other. And it's quite the, oh, I, I didn't realize that she remembered that now. Like she's starting to be that sponge Yeah. that I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, no, she remembered. Or no, mom, you said you didn't like that chocolate. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you're right. I, I don't like dark chocolate. I like salted and caramel chocolate. So that's yeah. just where I live in the world. Yeah. My daily treat, <laughs> you know, it's a, the things that they gravitate to or they remember about us, and then it also teaches us, or we relearn ourselves through them. Absolutely, I have to ask. With having three kids and the 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 cost of living and the the cost of raising children, that can always be a burden on a lot of new expecting parents. For you, was there tips and tricks that you did that kind of helped you and your husband to kind of like stay like level-headed, we got this? Or was it like, oh, just kind of like a touch-and-go learning thing for the both of you? So I think um, with anyone who's thinking about becoming a parent uh, or with anything, we're never really ready. And when you don't put as much pressure on yourself, it'll, you know, you just evolve into it. And we didn't think about the money when becoming parents or knowing that we're having to, you know, first time having twins. In your head, you joke about it. Like, okay, we have to buy double of everything. We have to pay two tuitions. Like, you think about it when it starts to happen. Like, now it's like, oh, gosh, do you have, like, a sibling discount? Like, a twin discount? It becomes natural conversation. But How different are they? Like, I mean, like, does one excel more in, in one department than the other? Are they very twin delicious or are we talking like very separate entities? It's funny. So they were in the same room until, uh, I don't know, Bash was maybe one. So the past five years, they had their own rooms. They wanted to be separated it came the time came that they wanted to be separated. But when they were together, they did everything together. And it's now that I see that they're okay being apart. And every now and then, often they're in each other's rooms. They're talking about something that happens at school. They're in separate classes. They have separate groups of friends, but whenever they're on a group chat, they're in the same group chat. And then the other friends add on. So I have 15 kids and voices in my house at the same time. But <laughs> Yeah. So they do a lot of the same things. Like they have a lot in common style. Of course, I hear the bickering about my stuff. Well, and funny enough, one of the girls went to school the other day with two left shoes because she <laughs> gets in the car with sneakers in her hand and gets to school and says, mom, I have two left shoes. Well, uh. I, I actually think I did that yesterday <laughs> and I have nothing to blame but myself. <laughs> but you're That's funny. <laughs> So, yeah, but one is a little more into the arts and the other is more math and science. That did happen. Ah, and what about your little boy? 
my son, he's very artistic. Holy cow. Um, he also loves math. Yeah. He's like right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> now navigating three at breakfast, getting them out to school. What are your tips of getting them out to school? Because let me tell you, I am not there yet. I, I have a system to get her to school, but it's not like, I'm not in any sort of like, no, mom, I don't want to go. Like I'm in the, I'm so excited to see Hugo, uh, Athea, Uma, like you name it, they're all there and they're in her like words of like, I can't wait to see them. How is it for you with a six-year-old and 12-year-olds? So I love that because I think that if they start out that way, I think that if she's that way now, actually she'll stay that way. Because oh for gosh, she loves it. it. Loves it. Yeah, I think she'll stay that way. And, you know, we all have our days when we just either really we don't feel well or you're just tired and it's thankfully it's happened that way for us so I mean, usually that's my husband going to work like he's like i don't want to go <laughs> <laughs> you have to prep him to get up and go right I have to prep him as well it's like I, i've got adia on one side i got my husband on the other side and i'm like yeah. both of you just get out of the house yeah everyone just get out i have things to do right yeah we all have stuff to do i think that was my 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 language all the time like okay it's a new day we have things to do let's go get ready for school and while I find myself I get myself ready first and I get all the lunch and everything together first and then I start to tackle everyone but Victoria she's baby a she's the typical has her own alarm gets herself ready I clean up a lot after her but she's you know she'll get the ball rolling first and then Kennedy's usually last, which is baby B. And <laughs> Bash is in the middle. <laughs> now, through all the, the fabulous chaos, I, I, I don't want to use chaos as, an, as a negative word when it comes to wrangling the kiddos. What do you do for you? What do I do for me? Um, it's funny because I did know that we would talk about this. And I think it's super important because self-care is something that us moms, we have to remember. And what I, is, what is that, Natasha? What is that? What is that? So I know, right? Like, do we actually partake in self-care? But we do. And I had to think about it. And I feel like for me, I, I am happiest when I find my self-care. I'm taking care of myself from the inside out. So I need to listen to my good music. I need to listen to positive, um, speaking, talks. I need to open up a good book and read a couple of chapters. Um, I need to walk. I need to write. I need to plan and organize. And then I'm good to go. <laughs> Did you feel though, after having three kiddos with the bounce back culture and the, the push of social media, because it's very different. 12 years ago, social media was very different compared to where it is now. Yeah. And you, you had your boy then six years after you had your, your girls. So it was like, did you feel pressure after having your boy to like fit into some sort of mold that was like socially acceptable, if you will, for social media and, and for your peers and for your, your friends. Like I, like for me, it, I, I felt this like thing that luckily I had lockdown and I could hide behind the zoom camera. So it didn't matter. Like I, you could crop me and angle that computer. I did not care. I was in survival mode, right. but I, I can't imagine in the real world, 
after having a child, what was it like for you to be like, oh, I'm going to give myself grace or no, I like, it was of high importance. Right. So let's see, I'll go back to first having the girls. When I was pregnant, like I said, I was busy working and and all of a sudden I had to like shut down and do nothing. So that was like the first shocker uh, for me. And once we got into the groove of things, I'd say, Spring came, they were a couple of months old. I started getting back out and walking. And that was my thing, just to walk near my head. I'm either walking or driving and thinking. And I've always, you know, been a writer, working in therapy, you're writing reports and you're planning behaviors and you're helping families. So it helped me organize things. And I knew that I've always wanted to write a children's book. Um, And having time, like I said, I was reading so many blogs And that's how I started writing the blog, just based on life and what I thought was missing in the world for twins and telling the story of how we should teach them to bond or allow them to bond naturally than to separate them, which is the opinions that I was getting from everyone in the outside world, how they should be individuals and don't dress them up alike. And well, how about we let things be natural? And I... Yeah, I'd rather them bond than for me to be a referee to my children, right? So um, that was my first approach. And I felt like that came naturally. It wasn't until I started to actually think of it as a business that I started to put a little pressure on myself. But I didn't do it in in the way that, so we thinking 12 years back, it was more like Facebook, Instagram wasn't like such a pressure thing. And I was actually told to get onto Instagram. Like you have to get on Instagram. Like you take so many photos, you're doing this, you're doing that, put it out there, just do it. And I did. Um, And then I have to say the girls also, they've been working since they were 17 months old. I have a friend who has a talent agency and she just saw something in them naturally that they would light up a room and, and they enjoy doing that. So that worked together. And then when Bash came along, it was just like, all right, this is what we do. It's fun. If you enjoy it, let's go. If not, then and he's been a riot. He's such a riot, that kid. So how, do you, so, so how do you navigate that in terms of their social media time that they're allowed to be on? Do you believe in the whole, like, you can't have the iPad for past 20 minutes or you, oh, you had it today, so you can't have it tomorrow? Are you, like, very much dominate over their kind of, like, screen time, tech, techno time, if you will? Or do you just kind of, like flow with it because it's a part of you as well. That is your business. Your tendalist platform is you that you've created and they're a part of. So do you have to put the pump, the brakes on it with them or you just let it be? So for us, education's first. Um, And because they're in a regular school setting, they come home, we make sure all of the schoolwork is done and then they have their free time, free time. You can do whatever you want. And then, we're on schedule, so you have to get ready for bed. So naturally, your free time's done, whether it was talking on the phone, having a friend over, going to the park, playing on your iPad, playing a couple of games, you know, taking photo, doing video. I have to say, I do learn a lot of things from my girls, so I do not take the social media away from them. <laughs> and What um, is trending? Yeah, it is. Uh, so many beauty tips I get from my baby B Kennedy, the one who's like more artistic, um, also great at editing themselves. So it, it's a, it's a combination. And I think that yeah, balance is everything. If you can just balance it out, 
within yourself, then I feel that your family feels that this is our routine. We're good. We're in the flow of things. And you know when things are off balance, right? And whenever anything is off balance, we just shut everything down and we get out. Let's get out of the house, get out of our own heads, get into a new environment and reset. Oh, I love that. Now with your Twin Delicious platform and with your glorious kids just behind you a thousand percent all the way, what is in the pipeline? What are we going to see coming up? Is there anything in the works that you could share? Or is it just like, just keep on creating content, creating and trap? I know summer's around the corner, so you'll be traveling. Is there anything in the pipeline that you would love to share? So right now I have, well, we're 10 years in now. It's so crazy. Like to say that the first book was published 10 years ago. Um, so we do have a little fun surprise coming up to celebrate the 10 years. Um, and it's kind of like a growth because we were, they, it was a baby story which came to life and now they're tweens, the girls. So they actually wanted to add an update to the Twin Delicious and Co. Life. Um, so that will be happening. And as far as creation, we, we continue to create. It's always fun working with great brands. I feel that our audience comes to us for the joy and good ideas and, you know, new things that are available. So why not continue to create to share that with our audience? We love that they show up for us. So we have to show up for them. Um, and then as far as anyone who has been around for a long time, they know that I enjoy helping others. So I started to offer writing tips, tricks, and ways to get your own book out into the world. Um, and even if it includes our children, writing with our children, which I think is amazing, um, that is my goal. So um, with offering anyone who wants to learn how to write their own children's book, that is the direction and teaching people how to include their children in writing books and making memories and legacies. So what an amazing 10 year journey and what a way to celebrate, to keep on giving, to keep on expanding, to keep on nurturing those who are now seeking the information, right? Because going into parent could, you, you, no one really, really knows. And to, to hear it from someone who has experience, that's why I was, I, when you said yes, I was like, oh, to have someone come on the platform to share their experience, not only having twins, but then having another child after that. That's a lot of juggling. That's a lot of spinning of hats <laughs> and, and spinning of plates. And I, I, again, we should put a camera up during breakfast time to really see what's going down during that get ready for school. <laughs> I love that you said that because it's funny. I did it the other day and I have to say the girls have been asking to do a daily vlog since they were about three or four years old. So anyone who ever asks, uh, you know, why do you include your children? Usually your children are interested. No one has to pry those kids that are on the screen, get in front of the camera because it's in them. That's what they want to do, right? So if it's the perfect balance and do it. So they've been asking since they were three or four. And just recently, I'm like, you know, I have so many people asking me, how do you do all these things? How do you get it done? And sometimes I even question myself, how did I get all that done? Sometimes I don't sleep, honestly, like, it's crazy. But why not share it? Because anyone else who's trying to do somewhat of what you're doing can be struggling. And we learn usually from seeing, from experience. So I may be opening those doors soon to do the daily 
watch and get ready with us. You should, you should. I will be tuning in absolutely a thousand percent. Natasha, pass the torch to that expecting busy mumsy. What do you know now that you hold close to your heart that you want everyone to know that has helped you through your journey? What do I know now? I know now that um, motherhood is, I've always known that it was a blessing, but I know now that they are little people that we are bringing into this world and they will not be babies forever. So grow with them. Grow I'm with like, them. I'm like, I don't know. But it is such a beautiful process. If we remember, especially you, you have a girl. You're starting with a girl. It's so amazing. You have to remember, I was a little girl once. So all the things that you're like, oh, why is she doing that? Oh, why is this happening? Oh, am I supposed to accept that? You're like, hmm, I wonder where she gets it from. <laughs> That's what we should be asking ourselves. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for those words of wisdom and for your time. I know you are busy. For all the listeners, as you know, I always put everything in the show notes. So head there to learn more about Natasha, to her sites and everything. And thank you again, Natasha, for coming on to the Busy Mumsy podcast. Thank you so much, Ashley. This was fun. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Did you like it, Adia? Yes! Oh, the enthusiasm. I love it. Please share your love by giving us a five-star rating, a rockin' review, and please share with any fellow Busy Mumsies. We love hearing from you. So if you want to get in touch, head to the Busy Mumsy show notes for further details and links to the Busy Mumsy website. So long for now. Can you say bye-bye, Adia? Bye-bye, Adia. <laughs> Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.